Hey guys, this is Arturo, and I just want to promote a project that I've been working on. And if you are interested in fantasy football, particularly daily fantasy football, I've helped create an app. It is called FRS Fantasy Sports. It could be found on Apple or Android. Uh, we do things a little bit differently than FanDuel and DraftKings. We pick the stats. You pick the player that you think is going to perform best in those stats. We definitely have some unusual stats. Who will kick the longest field goal? Who will have the longest catch? Who will have the longest rush? This is what makes the game kind of fun. If you know the game of football and you're interested, check it out. It's FRS Fantasy Sports. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is our episode 36 now, 36. Yeah, it's almost been six months now of doing this, and now we're going to have uh, my oldest friend on the podcast, uh, Brian Persky. I've known him since third grade. Arturo's known him for a while. Mm-hmm. Brian used to make fun of Arturo for doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> that is half true. Only half true. <laughs> <laughs> what's going um, on guys love the show what's up bry so, so there's, there's a lot to discuss there's yeah obviously that fight between jake paul and tyrone woodley mm-hmm. there's also stuff regarding fighter pay which i guess ties in with jake paul and tyrone woodley and we brought up a hypothetical hypothetical question once many episodes back about is it like morally wrong to steal fights that was brought up by brian so mm-hmm. I figure it might be good to talk about some of that type of stuff, as well as uh, who we would just like to fight in general. Brian doesn't. Well, I, I can tell you this. So clearly, you know where I stand on the streaming versus paying for and whether it's smart, stupid, whatever the case may be. I'm always going to pay for the fight. So a perfect example is last night. It was my birthday yesterday. Oh. I was out drinking. I went to dinner. I went to a party. It's like 1130 at night. I call a noob. I'm like, hey, you watching the fight? You know, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. If not, can you send me a link? So in my head, I'm like, OK, maybe I'll watch it through this link. Make a long story <laughs> short. I get home. It's 1145. I go on my TV. I spend sixty five dollars and literally Tyrone's walking out to the ring at that point. So I literally <laughs> just bought the, the whole event just for the last fight. And I've done that like the last three times in a row. So I'm always going to pay for the fight, whether it's right, wrong and different. I always pay for it. And again, I feel like I'm paying for this. Now, do I think it's worth that kind of money? No, but I think it's something like <laughs> a guilty pleasure, almost like the Jersey Shore, the Kardashians, where it's so stupid, it's not worth it, but you almost have to watch it. Mm. And I don't know, this kid is this kid is very intriguing. And as much as I can't stand him, he knows how to market it himself. And I'm interested in whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. So whatever he's doing, it's right. That's fair. Happy belated, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm old and I'm wise. <laughs> <laughs> and this kid's what? 24? I know. Yeah, he's I can't stand this kid. So I look at his face and I'm like, I hate this guy. And I assume 95 percent of the people watching are all thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, somebody's got to kick this guy's ass. Like, I'm really watching, just hoping he gets knocked out. And obviously not to beat a dead horse. I'm sure everyone has the same opinion. He knows how to pick a fighter. He's picking someone on the downtrend that doesn't specifically box per se, but they're in the world. Mm -hmm. So he, his way of picking a fighter, it's very smart. It's an older guy. He's on a downtrend. He doesn't specifically box. And 
they obviously usually significantly older than him or they lack total experience. So it's genius what he's doing because everyone's interested. Yeah. Are you, are you impressed <laughs> with him then? Like, I will say this. So I've defended him a couple times because I have friends that are like, oh, that's not real. Why are you watching it? This guy sucks. I do <laughs> respect him for the way he trains because I think anyone now I used to box not on any type of level like this, but I used to train a lot when I was younger. And I think I could respect anyone that's going to put in the time to go into the gym and actually train for a fight, because I know how hard that is. And I was never physically able to go through it fully. So I know it's incredibly hard. And if you're going to put that effort in, I respect you. No doubt about it. Do I think he's a good boxer? No, I don't. Mm. I think the fight was awful yesterday. I think he has a heavy hand. He's got a punch. Mm. No doubt about it. I think it was an awful fight yesterday. I think it was a six round hug fest where Literally, I couldn't stand watching it, and I almost turned it off because it was just, first off, Woodley's a disgrace. There's nothing good I could say about him. So that, that's, what, that's what I was going to ask. What, what happened more? Was it Woodley losing respect or Jake Paul gaining respect? I, for me, it's losing, res yeah, losing respect. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. First off, you got embarrassed. Whether you thought you won or you didn't won, where is your champion spirit? Like, I would do everything in my power possible to go out there and try and take this guy's head off. There was no killer instinct by Woodley at all. He was mm -hmm. perfectly content with hugging him, holding him, throwing three or four decent shots around, but literally no, I didn't see a punch with bad intentions on it. He caught him once with a decent cross. Other than that, what did he think was going to happen? There was no, I mean, he wasn't winning this fight. He got caught with a clean shot and he got knocked out, but at what point was he on the attack where he ever really gave himself a chance to win this fight? So I didn't the, see it. If you, if you look at the three judges scorecards, like, I mean, obviously he got knocked out. He lost, but the three judges scorecards, one judge had it uh, five rounds to zero. Paul, the other one had it four to one. And then the other one had it three to two. So it was clearly, Oh all my Paul. God. Yeah. Like no question. Right. So, but I, I mean, I'm bad. impressed with Jake. I do think he has talent. Do I think he's got like, Big talent? No, but he's no, I respect him, too. I respect him, but I didn't see a whole lot out of either of them that I really liked through the first six rounds until that punch. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a whole lot. I thought if a skillful boxer was in there, there wouldn't have been all that tying up. Not to say that that doesn't happen, but I feel like they would have been able to punch them way out, punch their way out of that a little bit and possibly create some more openings. Like there was very few clean shots landed, mm -hmm. maybe three or four total before that big punch. I, know. I just I feel like didn't the, see a whole lot. Yeah, I felt like the first round probably had the most action, actually. The first round Agreed. only. And then, Agreed. yeah, up Agreed. until like that sixth round knockout. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Tyler, man. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really sold on watching the fight either. Like after the first one, after the first one, I, I had bet on Jake on the first one. And, uh, you know, I just, again, Tyrone hasn't like really thrown a punch with bad intention in like six years. So like, I, I don't. Exactly. Yeah, I don't see how that's I mean, going to go your disclosure, way. disclosure, I drank a lot of bourbon last night. So by the time I got home and I ordered it, I definitely put like 250 bucks on Woodley by knockout. <laughs> and I was like, as really? I'm placing the, yeah, I don't, as I'm placing the bet, I'm like, this is such a dumb bet, but I'd rather <laughs> almost lose bet. the 250. I, I don't know. It was just a weird place. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm, I want to see this guy get knocked out. I think it's a terrible bet. And I didn't even take him to win. I'm like, I'm taking him for the knockout. Like, Woodley's uh, got to be fired up. Like, he's got to want to win this thing. He's got a half a mil on the line extra. Like, this guy's got to show me something. Like, you just got a tattoo. I love Jake Paul. Like, <laughs> where is your pride? No, that's 
that's enough. Woodley's an idiot, and Woodley's like a little bitch. And Colby Covington was right. His nickname should be Tyquil. Like, he puts people to sleep. He has incredible pedigree and incredible athletic abilities, and he just doesn't throw. He should literally be just throwing nonstop as soon as the fight starts, and he should be able to go eight rounds, eight three-minute rounds. If he could do five five five-minute rounds in the MMA, he should be able to do three-minute rounds in boxing against Jake Paul. But um, what I found really funny is that people are betting more heavily on Tyrone this fight than the first fight. And I'm like, what did you guys see that made you think that Tyrone like had a better shot this time? And he probably didn't even train that much because it's a last minute replacement. He so looked I'm hunky, like, right? He- like, I know Jake, <sighs> Jake trains hard. Like the word on the street is that like he spars all professional boxers and they like beat the fuck out of him. But he's learning a lot. No, but he's, res- listen, he's doing a lot kid. of sparring. I, like I totally more... respect this kid. Yeah. 100%. I feel like no matter what, he's training hard and he's ready for these fights. Yeah. Now, so if, again, the only respect I have for him is in that element that I know at least he's not. Like, he was genuinely offended when Nate Robinson and uh, what's the other guy from? Uh, uh, ben yeah, like that was offensive that those guys weren't ready for the fight. And mm-hmm. he was genuinely mad about that. And I agree with him and I like that. Yeah. So if he's going to go out there and he's going to put the work in, you know, listen, this kid's 24. He's had four fights, five fights. Is he really expected to go out there and fight a ranked actual boxer? No. So I don't want to knock him for that. Like he's fighting people in the combat world that are going to sell, you know, they're going to sell pay-per-views. So mm-hmm. he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And if you have that much of a problem with it, go knock him out. And until the point that somebody does, I don't really have a problem with what he's doing because he's good for the sport, whether you like him or you're not. Look, mm-hmm. think of all the people on the undercard. These people yeah. are getting exposed to so many people. They're making money. They're being put on a platform that they wouldn't have if it wasn't for Jake Paul. So it's hard to look at the guy and be like, oh, he's bad for the sport. He's not bad for them. And honestly, which sport, though, are you talking he's about? Not bad for boxing. Or MMA? He's not bad for boxing. And honestly, you can't worry about MMA because Dana White's no saint. Do you, I mean, I'm a boxing fan mm-hmm. first. MMA fan second. So if you remember when UFC first came out, Dana White was a prick. Like anytime boxing would have a pay-per-view on, he would go out there and put a free show on that night. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad for UFC at all. Like if this kid's going out there and embarrassing some retired fighters and making UFC look a little bad, I'm fine with that. Listen, go out there and beat the kid and do what you got to do. But Dana, I mean, Dana used to do the same thing. Literally anytime there was a boxing fight or a pay-per-view, he would go out and put a free show on. So, you know, I mean, listen, it's good business, but I don't feel bad. I'm not worried about this kid being bad for UFC or MMA. Mm -hmm. I know he is good for boxing, which boxing really needs something now. They're on life. I definitely think, though, this hurts MMA's credibility a little bit because Askren and Woodley were both champions, even though they're wrestlers. Most people don't know the sport. And now they look at it as like, oh, both of these champions just got beaten up by a YouTuber. Like, it definitely is hurting MMA. And the fact that Dane is so cheap and these fighters, like, need to take this fight against Jake Paul, like, I just feel like in a roundabout way is hurting the sport. Would you think that if it was Tommy Fury in there, that things would have ended up differently? By the way, I I bet on Jake Paul by knockout this time and won on that. I told everyone to bet him on knockout. Uh, good but, bet. Yeah. And, I mean, hey, th- yeah, that's what it is. Now, it's, listen, I, I kind of knew the same result was coming, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I would, sometimes I'd rather just lose my money. I don't really care. 
But personally, I didn't want to root for that. I didn't want to bet on Paul. But, I, you know, it's a good bet. I would say Tommy Fury would lose to probably by knockout. I was not impressed mm-hmm. with him. He looked like shit. I don't think yeah. he could box much better than Woodley can. I think he's a big guy. Handsome as the day is long, but I don't know if he <laughs> could fight. I think take away that last name and he's probably an unranked club fighter. Yeah. So that's the thing about yeah. boxing is there are a lot of boxers that really handpick their fights for a very long time. And Tommy Fury is one of them, whereas combined opponents record is, is something abysmal. It's like 10 wins and like 140 losses. Like it's yep. something I remember them talking about that. All right, but look at Tyson. Absurd. I mean, we grew through the Tyson era. Do you know how many Tyson fights I ordered where it was over in the first round and he fought yeah terrible opponents and everybody right. loved it because it was heavyweight and he would go out and knock them out but he was by no means fighting quality competition and mm-hmm. when he did you know he didn't actually have that great success against them so yeah, yeah that's, so that's been going on in like, boxing forever maybe jake paul's not much different than a lot of up-and-coming boxers i don't think he is i think he's very hateable and i think yeah. he tries to be a heel so whatever he's doing he's doing it the right way mm-hmm. and as long as you're thinking about him whether it's positive or negative he's happy so you know the guy's a lightning rod say what you want people are going to pay attention to what he's doing and he's obviously very successful so if you're going to be a hater and you know say only negative things about this guy you're not paying attention I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough to root for a guy like that. I'd almost rather root for him than a guy like Woodley, though. I really would. Yeah. After what I've seen, I mean, Woodley is a bitch. It's a money I hate grab. Woodley for the the money grab. He showed up and he took the money. Mm-hmm. For him, it was a fun. But it's not even a money. It's it's have some self respect. You didn't come in even in that great of shape, even though you've been begging for this fight. So you should be prepared for any situation at any time, and you knew. You like were like, yo, I won the first fight. All right, if you won the first fight and you you're aware of what his abilities are, you should be less scared and give him less credit and be on the offensive. And he didn't even go on the offensive. Tyrone Woodley. I don't know what fight he was watching the first fight. Like he did not win yeah, that fight. He's crazy. He did it. <laughs> he did but not win like, that fight. He did have the strongest punch that fight. I love that he like represents MMA for you like so much. You're like, it's such a loss for MMA. He's just some guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just one guy. No, but he was. He was at one point, some people even saying like, yo, the best since GSP. And now he's gone from like a he Hall was of Fame. The U- next after GSP. So, of course, he I was know, but still, the best since GSP. When yo, he, was anyone that was it nauseating for anyone else like that love fest at the end between like Woodley's mom and like Jake Paul's mom? Pathetic. Like that was Everything so nauseating pathetic. to me. I was just like, can we shut this off? Like, what is happening inside this ring? Like, hey, we're all rich. We made a ton of money. Like, look at these idiots. They ordered this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, (laughs) you put my son in a coma 10 seconds ago, but let's hug it out. (laughs) Like, what is this? That was awful. That's what it is. You know, Woodley was a Hall of Famer two years ago. And now if you ask me, is he he still a Hall of Famer? I would say no. I don't think so. you're, You're crazy, Anoop. You can't. One thing has nothing to do with the next, and you get right. so emotionally attached. I this think guy, they, this guy's a Hall of Famer based on his MMA career. You're saying now, since he came out of retirement, he's looking to make some money. If he loses a couple fights, you can now go back in time and make him not a good right, MMA fighter. Yeah. I don't get that. No, no, you, I, you there's can't a difference. undo there's the a difference. past because of what's I, currently happening. I never, I never said he wasn't a good fighter. What I'm saying is he's not a Hall of Famer anymore. There's a difference. So Not everybody has a right so, to be a Hall of Fame. He never okay, was. So if that. he never entered this Jake Paul world, he's a Hall of Famer. 
But since he fights he a much better chance in a yes, celebrity boxing a, match and loses, yes. he's now yes. not a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's so exactly. Is Vander Holyfield not a Hall of Famer? Yeah, where do no, you draw Vander Holyfield's forty. He's forty nine. Like he's not. No, Tyrone Woodley says he's in great shape. He's young. Like no, he should. It, this is all his own psychological makeup where he can't throw a punch anymore. Colby Covington's right. It's Ty Quill. He's weak. He's not good. Like, he's now, broken. He's a but broken But at one time, man. he was great. But even the great fights that he had, they weren't even that great. He beat Wonder Boy twice. One was a, a draw. Like, he never really dominated. He dominated Darren Till. And look at Darren Till the last few fights. He's been getting beat. So his resume is not aging gracefully. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would say anyone that's had five championship fights and one, that's a pretty big deal in UFC, like historically. Pick, I get what you're saying, but I think other people deserve to get there first. Maybe he should get in, but this definitely hurts his legacy. Like, oh, put other man. people in first. You're not going to go in I'll give you the hurts than... his legacy a little bit, but I'm not going to go back and tarnish what the guy did in UFC. Like, I respect right. what he did there. If I'm not, I, listen, you can't, you can't jump in anyone's shoes. So the guy thought this was a good opportunity for him. I'm sure he thought he would win anyway. So I get why he did it, but I'm not going to go back and erase the actual stuff he did that I respect just based on a right, couple things. So I won't go I'll down the, that I'll road. be the one that goes back and tarnishes <laughs> him because I don't think, you know what? I'll tarnish his legacy because I know Tyrone Woodley will do nothing about it because he's a bitch and he doesn't throw punches. So it doesn't matter. As long as I dance away, oh, like, God, you I would know? love to see Tyrone Woodley knock you out. I would that love would make to see me Tyrone so Woodley. happy. I would love oh my to see God. him try to knock me out because I'd be like, this, why did you quite a list do that against new... Jake Paul? Yeah, I feel you know, like we have quite the list of fighters. <laughs> Dude, I would verbally dominate Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> Tyrone Woodley, the best, the best statistic verbally, about Tyrone yeah. Woodley. Verbally, I could say. Yeah, but Tyrone Woodley came out with a song called I'll Beat Your Ass. Like when he came out with his rap album, he's 0 and 6 since I'll Beat Your Ass came out. It just, yeah, I play that at my gym I, every now and then just for shits. Yeah, it's like my favorite statistic in all of sports. Like, I just oh, think I it's love so that. good. Also, I would, yo, dude, I wouldn't worry about people taking what Tyrone Woodley's doing and using that as something against MMA. Anyone with a brain in their head, they know yeah. at what point Tyrone Woodley is in his career. It's not a direct knock against UFC. He's mm. not going out there and taking a, a fighter in their prime and saying, I'm going to kick this guy's ass inside a boxing. He's mm -hmm. calculating, you know, risk based on older fighters who don't have that specific skill set. It's not brain surgery. Everyone knows what he's doing and it's working. How old is Tyrone Woodley? He's not that I old. He's 39. I mean, I'm 37. I Sometimes I get a cramp tie in my shoes. I mean, this guy's not yeah. a young buck. But that's you. He's a professional fighter. He's like, Listen, he guess what? Guess what? His brother's about to beat the greatest boxer I've ever seen. And am I going to be that surprised when a 25, 26-year-old beats a 60-year-old man? No. <laughs> that's a, No, that's a huge difference. 60 compared to 39? Like, no, that, that's apples and oranges. It doesn't make sense. 39, you're feeling it. 39, and that's oh, yeah. an old 39. That's a fighter at 39. That's not no, a school teacher at 39. This guy's mm -hmm. a fighter at 39. Most that's champions old. are like 30. Most champions are like 32, 33 now. They get better. That's like the martial artist's way. Like, you should be savvier, smarter. 
Like you're fighting Jake Paul. You're not fighting a I think you're talking about the heavier guys too. The heavier guys tend to be a little older. Like, I mean, I know. You know, Oliver is old. Like Cruz is old. I feel like the jump between 32, 33 and 39 is huge. Yeah. That's 30% of someone's fighting career on the back end. That's a big jump. Six years on the back. That's a huge jump. That's a good way to put it. That's not the same thing. If you are a Hall of Fame fighter, (laughs) you should beat Jake Paul. It's simple as that. Like, there's no like, he's 39 years old. Like, come on. With the fucking (laughs) sports science that we have nowadays. This isn't like 60 years ago where like you died at 62. Like, it's different though. Sylvester Boxing's still Stallone, different. Vince McMahon are 75 and Jack. Like, come on. Tyron Woodley's a oh, bitch. God, Nobody could argue otherwise. I would love otherwise. to see Vince McMahon versus Jake Paul. That would be <laughs> that so would be, good. <laughs> Guarantee oh, Vince McMahon does better. Vince McMahon does no, better right than now, Tyron I'm putting, I'm putting 200 on Vince knocking him out. <laughs> All day, dude. Vince is old. He ain't doing so well nowadays. I, I know, but I would just love that. I don't. So listen, let's talk about something fun. Then, who's the next person you want to see fight Jake Paul? That's a great. Where's question. this circus going next? Mm-hmm. You think it's Diaz? No, but that's who I'd like that. to see. Oh, God. Someone that's a good boxer. Oh, I, I actually think see. I think you might see Jake move into MMA. He would talk. He was talking about it. I think you might see him move laterally there. That would be a mistake. I don't know. I, I want him to because I think it'll inject money and eyeballs into MMA. And I think pretty much everyone would clamor for that opportunity. I think he'd be going backwards. I think at that point, what he's doing now, it would be almost the same thing, except he'd now enter MMA and he would fight such bad MMA talent in the beginning to build it up. Exactly. That it would or, be almost the same thing. But that, I don't know. I don't like or, it. Maybe he fights Woodley again, or maybe he no, fights someone he older than Woodley. I have no interest yeah. in seeing Woodley and him ever again. I don't care if it's in a ring, because yeah. at this point, if it's in a cage, like, OK, great, Woodley. What are you going to do that's going to make me happy? You're going to suplex this guy. You're going to dominate him. I'm not going to be impressed with you. You mm-hmm. can't literally do anything inside that octagon versus Jake Paul that I'd be impressed with. You should win, and if you don't win, you're even more of a disgrace. I have exactly nothing he could do that would that would. What matter. if Jake Paul were to verse Ken Shamrock? What would you think about that? Oh God, I no, love he's... Ken Shamrock. No, he's That'd, too old. Right, the sad. Right, Ken okay, Shamrock. okay. So I'm, I'll try to give take me like it down Dan like Severin. What if? Yeah. What if it Chuck was... Liddell. Yeah. Okay. What if it was Chuck Liddell? I would watch it. I'd be so enjoyed. Right. Watch the fuck <laughs> out of watch it. I would watch I would love the that. fuck out of Chuck Liddell. Okay. Oh see, my like, god. There is a means, epic. right? You can think like, I don't know, maybe no. Rich Frank Chuck Liddell Anderson Silva. Him. Like who knows? Who knows? They all destroy. The first him. thing that's popping in my head as you're saying these names are like, oh, this guy could knock him out. Like that's the only thing I yeah. care about. So you like Chuck Liddell, I'm like, oh the ice man. Like he's gonna <laughs> come in and crush this guy. So anyone you say that I could literally picture knocking this kid out i'm gonna be excited for Mm -hmm. so i I don't i don't think he goes there i think it's a bad business move for him i think he should continue to do what he's doing because a he's promoting boxing b he's bringing a ton of money to the sport Mm -hmm. and he's definitely got people interested in what he's doing and on top of that you're doing something and there's a light at the end of the tunnel like you're gearing up you're getting better in talent you know you're training harder you're having somewhat of a resume now. There's no reason to get off this track. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and there's progression. So 
continue to fight better fighters each time, which he's done. Yeah. Whether they're good enough or not is a different story, but continue to fight a better guy than you did the previous time and keep going. If you jump into the cage, I think you lose all this momentum you've built. And then all it takes is one loss for you to then be forgot about. It well, doesn't make sense for me to make the move. What if he would have versed? This is crazy, but what if he just versed Connor? What if it was like Connor MMA? That's the biggest money you're going to see. I get it, but why we don't? I don't expect anything from him versus Connor in MMA. I just don't. Well, if I you mean, tell me Connor in a boxing match, then at least I right. have expectations for him. If you throw him in Connor's world, I don't expect him to come out of the other side. At okay, least in a so boxing make, match, I let say. Let me try to make a case, though. Right. So Connor probably be 30. Ah, he's been gaining weight lately, though. But normally he'd be like 30, 40 pounds lighter. He's much smaller, way less reach. And. Connor hasn't won in a long time either. And his chin is, his chin is uh, not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to expect. I can see anything. I can see the next match being Tommy Fury. I can see, who knows, maybe even fucking Conor McGregor. I have no idea what to expect next. I, I would be very interested in that. Although, again, it's like I want him to fight Connor because I think talent-wise he loses. But... Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing him lose. I don't think it would be a good move for him. I think I'd keep going. I mean, listen, he's printing money. I think I'd keep going on this gradual rise up. And you know what? Piss people off. Look, listen, I can't stand the kid. Guess what? I'm buying his next fight. Whatever. It is what it is. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy the one after that. I'm going to buy the one after that. Mm-hmm. So at this point, longevity seems to be what makes most sense to me and continue to train. You know, you're a freak in the gym. You're training hard. You're putting the work in, continue to train and get, I don't know, maybe two, three years from now, people do respect you. Mm-hmm. Not you're going to, maybe you're not a ranked box, but maybe people do respect you put in enough hard work, knock out enough people show that you're not taking this as a publicity stunt and a joke and people will respect you. Yeah. And if they don't, then they're just clearly never going to respect anything you do, no matter what. So, you know, people are always going to hate, but if you keep putting the work in and doing something towards a goal, I, I don't see how I don't see how people don't know. What do you think, Anoop? Yeah, I yeah, agree but- with Brian. There's no there's no reason for him to go into MMA. Mm-hmm. He's doing the perfect thing right now. And like you've mentioned before, Arturo, most boxers have an easy schedule their first 20 fights or whatever. Uh-huh. And I think he's doing the smart thing, picking big names. It's just disappointing to me. Yeah, so I didn't I even mean it as like a means of like, oh, he should go to MMA. This is what he mentioned in like the press conferences leading up with Tyron Woodley. I would definitely respect him more if he went to MMA, but I just don't know why he would. Right now is all these people begging to right. fucking fight him, like begging. I Part of me would love to see Dana White be like, all right, I'm going to let one of my guys fight you, like Masvidal or something, you know? I said, Arturo, what does this say for Dana that this one guy could physically single handedly like disrupt your whole entire sport? Like where where does what is Dana's reaction? Like, isn't that crazy that this one YouTube kid who's a Disney punk can literally go out there and make you look like a fool and get under your skin? What does that say about Dana? Yeah, it is pretty crazy. That's why I kind of like it. I think it antagonizes him quite a bit. If Jake does make a move into MMA. I mean, it'd be under like the Showtime banner. It'd probably be like a Bellator event. Showtime's with Bellator, right? So like, that's what I'm guessing. Maybe it'd be like Jake versus Fedor or some bullshit. Who knows? Oh, God. What? Who knows? But it wouldn't be UFC. And I think 
I think the fact that he would bring so much money into a competitive, you know, another market of MMA would stifle Dana a bit. I think Dana would have to make some type of move, offer. I don't know. It might move his hands in in a way he hasn't been able to or hasn't wanted to in a long time. I think the Anderson Silva thing makes a lot of sense. And again, it's a smaller guy, significantly smaller. Mm. But I think Anderson looked good when he when he uh, had his last fight. Yeah. Boxing thought his stand up uh-huh. looked good. So I think it's obviously the biggest name he's ever, you know, he's fought so far. He's going to draw a crowd and it's a guy that looked good and it fits this typical model that he's looking for yeah. an older fighter who doesn't Silva box. So Silva murders it. him, I think. Okay, so okay, great. You said the same thing about Woodley, and I've <laughs> no. After the first, after the, said I was it too. hoping. Like, Woodley oh, Silva would. kills this guy. Woodley kills this guy. But guess what? Yeah, but Silva I'm just, probably taking Silva Jake Paul. Just on that a right camp. now, I can tell you confidently. Uh, congratulations! I'm telling you right now, they fight tomorrow. Silva, I'm taking Jake Paul in that fight. Oh, Silva damn, that's just sad. beat a former. Silva just beat a former champ. You okay. know, he didn't beat like. I think. I think Silva and Silva's not that small. He walks around at like 200 pounds. I feel like it's a fair fight. It's not like Masvidal or Diaz who are smaller. Yeah, but I would also I, just I have, like to say I have no interest in the Diaz thing. I'm not in love with them like you are. I'm so sick and tired of them. I can't wait for them to go away. I have no interest in the Diaz thing. It'll probably be soon, too. Yeah, I have I no interest. Like he, would, he would bring it to him. There's no way nah, that he'd lose. The way he'd, lose. he'd lose. He is significantly smaller, but he boxes with real boxers like Andre Ward. So I feel like the Diaz bros definitely. I mean, so does Jake. Well, not Nick. I'm also so sick and tired. This is the argument I have most with people. Like, oh, Tyrone Woodley, he's not a boxer. I go, this guy has been training MMA for exactly. 15 years. This guy fights boxers. Trust me, he trains with yeah. real boxers. Mm-hmm. Stop saying he's not a boxer. They train with real boxers. Does he dedicate his whole time to it? No. But they've had exposure to real boxers, like so they all train with real boxers. I mean, am I right, Artie, or no? I mean, yeah, Artie, yeah. I mean, world. like if you're preparing for a fight, you're going to train with a real boxer. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. So speaking of Woodley, my question would be: Is there a next for Woodley? Oh God, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, I hope it's in like Europe or something. I really got no interest in this guy. He made me sick last night. I mean, maybe like, you don't zero see zero killer again, instinct. Yeah. Zero killer instinct. Like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. How do you not come out there in the first round a little bit? But how do you not show me something like give it a little bit, like show a little effort. There was literally nothing you were doing that had any bad intentions behind it. There was no killer instinct. You were perfectly content with having a hug fest for eight rounds, losing in a decision, and then maybe, you know, getting on the mic and saying you thought you won. Like, that's the path it was on before you got put to sleep. You did nothing to change that outcome. The best case scenario for Woodley last night was eight rounds of hugging, couple punches here or there, and losing it at this. That's the path it was on. Yeah, and that was his last six fights. I don't even think Woodley can be an analyst anymore. I think anything he says from now on, people go, "You're the guy who lost to Jake Paul." Like, who are you giving advice to other people about how to fight? I'm sorry. I think like Dang. this ruined his name. I think this is like. We always think in the society like, oh, it's let's make the quick buck. Like, let's make the million. I think this is going to hurt him a lot more than it helped him. I don't know. Luckily, we live in a world where everybody will forget about this in two weeks. And <laughs> it is what it is. So I I, I, hate, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm mixed emotions on it. I really liked Woodley. 
as a UFC fighter, and uh, it's just tough to come back. I, I don't mind the losing. It's the effort that I mind. Like, go yeah. out there and you, you get knocked out, so be it. It's the effort. I just didn't see it. I didn't see a guy that went out there last night when really took it seriously that he wanted to win this fight. Now, I'm not saying he didn't want to win, but I just didn't see it. So there is a large population of people online that are calling it a work. And have I don't know if you've seen this or not, but they're calling this thing that like Jake does is like the tell with his glove before he throws that right. Yeah, there's a big community right now that's calling it a work. I got um, a hard time buying into that. Stuff. Yeah, I have a really Sorry. hard time buying into it because I think he does that. That's kind of his tell for when he's throwing his right hand anyway. And eh. if someone's going to take a dive, I don't know about you, but I'll fall any other way except flat on my face with my arms behind me. Anyone that's ever been in a fight knows that was not a dive because he was out. And you know what kind of psychopath you'd have to be to fall flat on your face and not instinctively put your yeah. hand or something to brace something. yourself. Like you're a complete nut job if you're able to do that. Also, we all saw it. He got he got caught on the button. Yeah. All right. So it was a good uh, it was actually a great punch. So it was a good fate to the body and then up top, took him out, hit him right on the button. No doubt about it. The kid's got a good punch, but there's no way that's a there's no way that's a dive. There's a lot of that. people calling it. There's a, also people right that were oh, stunned by no it. knockout clause. Like this yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The Internet. Listen, anytime you give a platform to stupid people, which most people are stupid, you're going to hear stupid things. So yeah. maybe maybe I guys holding so. on to Woodley like a noob. And he's like, yo, it might be. You don't even need to take a dive. People will get paid a million dollars to get punched in the face. So it's like, all right, we're going to hit you once. And maybe he did get knocked out and he fell forward. But that was uh, part of go. the, the yeah, thing. Like This is the problem. I just, I just can't imagine <laughs> Woodley being that big of a bitch. Like, to me, it has to be something. Yeah, the reason I wouldn't believe it happened is because people go to jail for a long time for doing stuff like this. But the reason why I would believe it happened is... The society cares about circuses and money. And like oh, Brian God, said, I'd... people people will forget two weeks from now, right? So just do it. Like, whatever. I would love <laughs> to see Woodley walk into whatever YMCA you're training in and just kick the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Make me happy. Dude. See him come him walking in the... and nooping his tidy whities rolling around. I'd love it. Just Woodley comes <laughs> in there and kicks the crap out of you. I'd be the guy that finally motivated Tyrone Woodley to, like, fight. So we have a list for you. It's got like Kyrie Irving, 50 Cent. Kyrie Irving's a bitch. Tyrone Woodley. (laughs) I would pay top dollar for any of these. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd love to see I think you just picked four black people. People are going to (laughs) assume that I'm racist. You might be. You might be. Yeah, listen. Let's start. So we'll throw Jake Paul on there. We'll get you a little exposure. (laughs) No, this week I want to fight a... the ownership of the New York Giants. That's what I'm going to fight. Okay. Ooh, you know what? Finally, a fight you could win, I feel like. <laughs> These other Dude, guys, I'll beat you, Brian. You'll beat Bro, me. Are you kidding me? Uh, I think my lunch weighed more than you. You got no chance at beating <laughs> Kidding I don't know, bro. I, I get you down. I tire you out. I'm, I'm and just how you are you down. planning on getting me down, if I don't mind you asking? <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the knee. Well, better be a good kick. <laughs> Wait, wait, you got to go into this Giants ownership now. I know the Giants having an awful season, but. So season ticket holders, I think the average New York Giants season ticket holder pays something like $10,000 a season, like for like the PSLs and the tickets themselves and parking, et cetera. 
And for Fan Appreciation Day, they decided to give the ticket holder, like the person who has the account for the season ticket, mm-hmm. a free medium Pepsi. That was what they wanted <laughs> to give people. This. I did hear so, this. I love that so and, much. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so funny. It wasn't even a large. And it wasn't like if you got four tickets, say you have four season tickets, you get four Pepsis for the people you bring. No, you get that one Pepsi. And I did hear that. that I even- heard that even if you owned four seats, you still only yep. get one. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> you got to respect that Pepsi. scum. You have to respect What if you it? need one of lemonade or some shit? Like, you know, like give them a beer and the Giants suck. And it's just so tone deaf. It's better to give nothing. Like, yeah, just give dude, people that's nothing. such a flagrant foul right there. That was like, that's like on purpose. That's so funny. They basically said that this week specifically, there was going to be so many Cowboy fans in the stadium because a lot of the season ticket holders sold their tickets because the Giants are out of it. Mm-hmm. Cowboys fans travel well. So basically, there was going to be a ton of Cowboy fans at the games, not so many season ticket holders. So they said their cost on this giveaway was approximately $750 total. Oh my God. Total. So I don't know who's in charge of making this decision, but that's bad. That does not look good. The optics are very bad on that. The most expensive part of it was the cups. Oh my gosh. Your giants fans have to be livid. (laughs) Yeah. Give people a jersey. Give them an old jersey. Like, you know, what does it cost oh you? $20 per God. person? You're making 10 grand per person. Like, give them something nice, you know, where they'd want to come to the stadium then. Especially when you put such a bad product on the field. And these people are literally paying to watch the Giants be awful for the last five years. I mean, you got to do something more than that. If anything, first off, I never get this. Why not just give people... towards the gift store. And guess what? They're going to walk in there, spend the hundred plus probably a hundred of their own. Anyways. Yep. Please do something like that. It doesn't have to be an actual good deed. And they get what they want. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Not a good look. So simple. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's what I mean. It's like Dana White. It's like, it's like Dana White with the uh, fighter bonuses. Like it's not even following inflation. You know, and they used to give more money. Now it's like fifty thousand, but fifty thousand last year really is now like forty thousand, forty-three thousand. So it's like you're so fucking cheap. You know, you're like a six billion dollar, ten billion dollar company. Act like it. And the Giants are worth like five billion dollars. The owners are worth five hundred million dollars. Brian, when he does like a Sunday NFL thing, is probably spending a couple hundred dollars on food for his friends. So at least, yeah. And the Giants can't even, like, are doing sugar water. Like, it's pathetic. So, yeah, I want to fight them. Yeah, it's pretty I crazy. do. Otaro, you know I've always kind of been like this a little bit. I respect that kind of scum a little bit. I know. Though. I too. really do. And <laughs> I know you're the same way. Same thing with Dana. I like that Dana's like, yeah, you get a $10,000 knockout bonus or whatever. Like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Oh, I don't have to change just because it's 30 years later. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Everyone gets 50 grand. It's no big deal. You're right. It's funny. But this new generation hates it. That's why Jake Paul's able to, like, shake Dana. That's why, like, stuff like this goes viral. Because people are like, yo, fuck you. Yeah, it it is harder for me to appreciate scum when people's faces are getting beat in for it. I'm like, oh, fuck. With, like, the Giants thing, it's like. Damn, dude, that's a low blow, but it's like kind of funny. It's kind of like in your own pocket, you know, like, I don't know. 
but like when people are getting like cte and shit i'm like oh that's fucking bad i just want to know who sat down in their board meeting i was like ah you know what i know let's give them a medium pepsi like let's not even give them a large let's not give them an extra large let's not give them a hot dog let's give them a medium pepsi i think that's it and then like everyone in the room was like yeah that's good all right next topic we're good like, yeah, 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 there's, there's no out. way that's one on. person's decision. Yeah, for sure. No Insane. Even the person designing the flyer should have been like, what the fuck am I designing? You know, but like <laughs> he's probably just getting paid to design it. But like, And the social media person that has to like post it, like all these people are like, all right, I guess I'll do it. It's just like one of those things like, oh, my boss said, and it just leads to fucking the crumbling of society. Do you think it's possible so, if the Giants were like 12 and two right now or some shit that no one would have said anything about it? Nobody would uh, give a fuck yes. about anything. Yes, that is definitely possible. Yeah, the Giants are so bad right now, and there's nothing good coming out of this team that I think people are just looking for reasons to get on the Giants, and deservedly so. They're awful. They're they haven't been competitive in literally three years. Yeah. It's bad. They're the worst team is in football Gi- over the last three years. Yeah, yeah. no, over, I think over the last five, they are what the Browns. Used I think they're to tied. I think they're the tied with the Jets. And one other team, and Jets and the Lions, maybe for the lowest amount of wins in the last Dang. five years. It's not good. Pathetic. That's bad. Pathetic. See, so, yeah, I want to fight those old fucking owners, Wellington Maris. The Wellington Maris got to be like seventy-five years old. <laughs> I don't even know how old yeah. he is. He's got to be up there. I mean, like, you were probably like a Nazi during World War II. I don't trust you. Like, you know, like this fucking old. Mm-hmm. Fucked up like, money. Like, I feel like his name's Wellington. That's kind of classy. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's an old English fuck. All those people, royalty, inbred <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, I feel like he's whatever. Clearly, uh, he's clearly better than you. No <laughs> doubt about it. I, I personally, I listen. That's I why I want right to fight. Better them. than I me too. I want to fight the people that are better than me. That's the thing. Like, I'm like annoyed. Like, oh, you're the fuck that like does so much better than right. me. Like, so how about this? You picked a lot of guys to fight out of all the guys. Who's the easiest fight for you? Yeah. Wellington Mara, the old well, fuck. Probably. All, right. <laughs> all right. Who's the hardest By the way, fight? I got, I got back on LinkedIn. They let me back in. So oh, shit. Some, some dude was probably working there. was probably like, this is bullshit. And just probably flipped the switch. But oh, it's nice. still annoying. Uh, I, I bet it was they found out that you were like ready to kick some ass and they got really scared. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah we better let this kid back on. This kid is, Yo, Artie, this kid let's, trains. Let's Yo, he had a plan ass. too. He had a plan <laughs> to fight him without getting caught too. <laughs> I oh, heard yeah, that. I, did have a plan. I heard that plan. <laughs> that was an awful I forgot. plan. Also, you should probably keep those plans to yourself. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was trying to get really meta because then if I did do that, I'd be like, come on, would I really talk about it before I actually did it? Like, <laughs> you must have actually done it. Like, it just it just helps also, my defense. Otaro, clearly, I told I yelled at a noob for the reason he got kicked off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you're a moron. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I kind of agree with LinkedIn. If anything, <laughs> I think you probably should be kicked off. Uh, Such a poser. I'm not a poser. I told you that day. I said, listen, you're trying to stand out. Like, well, who do you think you are? You deserve to be kicked off of that. <laughs> who do I think I am? I'm promoting something. I have a company. I like whatever. I also don't think everything should be illegal. Whatever. I'm like a little bit like, fuck the law. Brian is acting all pious. But when the last UFC was going on, he FaceTimed me and I showed him the fight through FaceTime. So he was watching an illegal stream. 
and he never technically <laughs> that is true. Tree. Technically, so, that is true. First Brian's time. okay right. with other people breaking the law for him. He just go. doesn't want to be the one that actually breaks the law. <laughs> I do like that you had to like hold the phone up for the TV the whole time. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, you got to break the law sometimes. But you know who else broke the law? Jesus Christ broke the law. <laughs> Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. So sometimes you got to just, you know. Also, fair, four fair guys that think your ass. <laughs> yeah, probably. Gandhi. God, Mandela would choke you out a second. Yo, Yo so Mandela, that's toughest prison. Of the guys you have called out, who do you think beats you? None of them. None of them. <laughs> who did I? <laughs> like Kyrie Irving. Uh, 50 yeah, they cent. all probably beat me, but it would be fun. I would, I guarantee I don't avoid the fight. You know, okay. I'm not like, let me see if I can last six rounds. I'm like, I'm going to fight them the best of my ability right away as hard as I can. 50 cent each one. Yeah. How big is 50 cent? Like, yeah, let's, let's roll. I don't know. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'm assuming he's bigger than 136 pounds or whatever you walk <laughs> no, around that. <laughs> I'm a hundred, I'm 148 pounds. To 156 pounds, depending on when I pee. I'm guessing 50s at least two. Yeah. How tall is he? Think he is? Let's see. How, let's see how tall 50 cents. Yeah. Does he like? Does he like wrestle? Does he roll? Does he do jujitsu? Like maybe I could. Uh, maybe I could trip him up. Get lucky. Right. He's LeBron five hasn't so done any of those things. Would you beat up LeBron? No, because LeBron's yeah, okay. Like so like, don't. That's not the end all. No, but 50 cents like a fucking poet. Like whatever. I mean, right? dude, Jason Kidd would kick your ass. I don't want to have to go Who? down this list of bigger athletes. Jay-Z? Jason Kidd. Yo, Jason what about Kidd? Muggsy Jason Kidd's Bones. an athlete. He's a professional athlete. Yeah, I'm saying professional athletes would kick All your right, ass. All right, so but Pat Riley would... would kick your ass. No, Pat Riley's an old fuck now. Pat Riley would definitely kick your ass. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Dude, what are you, nuts? Whatever, I'll figure out a way. But uh, the person I, I would like to fight Kyrie Irving, I think it would be so cool. If I could fight a basketball player, like geography professor versus Kyrie Irving, like flat earther, like that'd be amazing. Of all the guys I don't want to fight outside of like football players, basketball, so big. You're not even going to. Yeah, also, they're so big and they have so much endurance. Yeah, like you'll never hit their face, even if you get in on them. I think taller people are easy to take down. He's lanky. I don't know. He's He's like 190 pounds, but like. Eight inches taller than me. I'm just trying to think know. in my head how much money I'd have to put up to get Kyrie to come down and like fight you, dude. I'm, I'm just trying to it up think too, what yeah. the number it is, <laughs> like to see if it's hard. even possible. Like, how much do I have to offer Fifty Cent to come down here and kick your ass? Like, I wonder if like I'm like, yo, Fifty, I'll give you ten grand. Like, my boy's like 138 pounds. He wants to fight you. Like, <laughs> yeah, kick his I'll ass. Do I'll do it. Kick my ass. Uh, just trying to. Think I would what the love it. Is. Yeah, I feel like I one of these days we're going to be able to do it. Yeah, good. One of these days, Whoever. that guy's price is going to meet ours. Oh, it's probably going to be like Cameo, you know? Yeah. Where they just have a price. Like, you know, hit me up. Give me two grand and I'll come slap you. Dude, if some guy told right, me let's... to do that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh, so Arturo, I was talking to a noob earlier. Mm-hmm. And I remember you guys did that draft. I was going to ask him if you guys have been following up. Oh, yeah. On who's winning or who's in a better position. Yeah, we're actually really close right now. I think I'm I'm winning, but it's a small margin. Okay. We had, like, we had like three criteria and I'm winning on two of them. 
but the other one we're really close on. But it it's tough because um we actually haven't had that many fights yet. Even though all of our fighters that we picked are pretty much booked for fights, they all haven't fought since. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I actually agreed with a lot of what you were saying when you when it comes to the rankings thing. Because I've noticed that, too. I mean, I'm not. A, I mean, I, I watch pretty much every UFC event mm-hmm. and I keep noticing that it's the same fighters getting shuffled around at the top and yeah. not to say they're not good fighters, but it's the same fights over yes. and over and over. It's the same five guys that are sitting at the top of each division and they keep basically shuffling them around. Right. I, I don't know if I want to see that. I'd rather so, see some young blood. Yeah. That, that's why I was saying, like, you lose a title fight, you go to town to 10. Anoop doesn't like that because he's like, yo, he's not the 10th best. But I'm like, yeah, but being 10 means they can't sit around. They have to take fights to go back to the title. I think unless, yeah, I get there's, yeah. unless there's a rubber way. match involved, then I believe right. you should have two to three fights till you get back up there. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's why I think it should just be an automatic drop. I hate that the guy goes down to, like, three and now they just sit around and wait like they don't want to verse anyone and they don't have to verse anyone because they're sitting at three. If you're sitting at 10, you you got to fight someone. You, you can't turn it down. Yeah, there's got to be a better way to do it. Yeah, but it is. Um, and Unfortunately, that's like kind of like standard now. And I don't know how you break that. That's Dana's fault. You need to have like official rules, like divisions and a league. And like you have to fight a certain amount of time. It's but not they Dana don't do putting that. out the rankings. It is a group of people. <clears throat> that do it i don't know how the fuck they do it because they don't do it that well in my opinion but, but i'm in the, in the sense of standardized rules like every nfl team knows we're going to play 16 games and there's gonna be eight within the division and they're mm. like you know like everything is like organized where i don't know if you could do that so much though in fighting yeah because there's no ske- there's no set scheduling for it that's that's totally different i think it's more try- like it's the only way to compare it to NFL is like power rankings, which is subjective. But yeah, so I don't I don't know if you could do that. I think the problem is this. I think generally the best fighters are at the top, whether it's based on fame or skill. And the people want to see those people fight. And it's harder for people to accept a lesser name to jump up and grab a shot at the title. So like Gagey, they want to see him fight. They mm-hmm. want to see all these guys that are at the top fight. They don't, you know, even if it's the second or third time they're fighting, people are still interested in those fights. The way to do it is to figure out how to get people interested in the people that they don't know, which are most likely ranked six to 12th or something in right. that. Range. So you need to figure out how to spotlight those guys. And maybe the answer to that is doing more, weekday stuff like friday night stuff maybe the answer is doing more fights that aren't specifically big events yeah maybe i mean they might argue that's what contender series well no contender series is just like getting into the scene but fight nights would be um yeah it's tough man like i, I think gagey should be versing a guy like fiziev in his division like beat this up and comer prove you're still at the top or you lose the fiziev and it's apparent that Fiziev is the new blood that belongs to be in there. Like, I think you just have to make these guys that lose half diverse up and comers. Yeah. Like right away, we're all thinking about like Tony Ferguson versing what a Connor or something. Like, no, Tony Ferguson. Like, I get it. You're like, oh, you're going to take this old legend and just feed him to the fresh meat. I think you have to keep doing that, though. Yeah, I agree. You have to get the exposure <clears throat> that gets him the exposure that proves like, OK, one belongs, one doesn't. As I say, if you're the UFC, do you think those extra 200,000 people that may be illegally streaming the fight 
are good for the exposure or do more harm by stealing the fight? Wait, say, wait. I don't know what you're trying to say right now. In terms of exposure, like how yeah. do we get them more exposure? Let's not care if people steal the fights. More people will watch the fights. So the more people that steal the fights, is that good for the UFC in the sense that like now some fighters are getting more exposure than not? Because part of me thinks they have it written in like where we're okay with certain amounts of people stealing it. This is where you're totally wrong and you live in fantasy land. All right. So <laughs> that's like uh, your your arguments for this stuff make no sense because that's like saying I own a pizzeria. Uh, it's expected that people steal 10% from me, my staff or whatever. It's not expected mm. just because it happens and it's not built into their infrastructure. Mm. So fact that people are stealing the fight it's not like oh well when we came up with the numbers we assumed we'd get robbed for this much no is it a reality yes but it's not something that should be expected so in my opinion it's never good if it's a reality okay but it's not it's not expected it's unfortunate that it occurs but it's not something that should just be expected they're not expecting people to literally stream the fight and rob them and then justify it in their books it's something that happens yes you're robbing them technically you're out here no you're listen you're out here crying about fighter pay which i get but you're also stealing their product the way they pay their fighters is by generating revenue you're you're part of the problem if you're stealing their product that's less money they're making that's less money they could pay it's simple math there's no justifying it in your head and saying well well i guess they expect me to steal it so it's not a big deal <laughs> that's the way you justify it but in reality you're taking money off their bottom line which in return allows them to pay people less than they would if you weren't paying for their product if you were giving it's them money they'd have more money to pay people end of story no other no, argument. i disagree wholeheartedly how could you disagree wholeheartedly if i run a business me and, our, me and, me and, and i collect maybe- money from you Am I going to be able to pay you more money if more people, if I collect money from more people? It's that simple. depends math. how much. So like the argument yes. would be that UFC is only paying out 16% of their profits. So it's one of those things where people will now justify stealing because you're like, oh, you're only paying your fighters 16%. It's a bad cycle for sure. But I'm, I'm UFC, the argument would be that UFC does have the funds to pay the fighters, but still doesn't. I'm, I think they I'm do also. Hold on. Say Brian sells sandwiches. And he sells 10 sandwiches a day. Okay. And one person's like, yo, I'm going to fucking jack this sandwich. But then he loved it. And then he gets 10 other people to buy it. Who cares if one person stole your sandwich? <laughs> and he gets 10 other <laughs> You can't do like, that. You so can't do- I swear. This is this is like actual like, crazy yo, talk. Let him, let him keep some sandwiches out for people to take. And they'll spread the good word on all the sandwiches. Yeah. Because you have to this is, that's gonna go bad this anyway. is straight up new age go bad. entitled in the justification. And give it to people. Dude, that's fantasy land. How about this? You want the product, <laughs> you pay the, for the product. That's the moral of crazy. No, that's how you justify it in your mind. That is how you justify it. What happens if that one person is just fat and hungry? They eat my sandwich and tell no people. How about that? That's and they life. stole the sandwich. I, I get it if the premise that, is like, life. oh, refer 10 people and I'll give you a free sandwich. Correct. That's an actual Correct. like plan. That's that's not the way life works. Sometimes that is. And chances. also, why are we giving so much credit to the person that's decision was I need to steal this sandwich versus pay for it? I personally don't think that guy is the one that's going to go out and advertise for my company for free. <laughs> I think his moral code's a little different. That's not the faith I'm putting in the person that felt the need to steal my sandwich. I don't think he's He's going out there being like, let me help this business. 
right. So he's hungry. This is, this is a good question, too, because you do feel robbed, you know, paying 60 bucks for Showtime. You just see the main event and stuff like do you think there's a price point that is cheaper that would get more people to pay? OK, so this is where I aligned with you guys. I like the whole monthly subscription yeah. where that kind of ties more into where I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not I don't want to get it confused where it's basically like, oh, I feel bad for the UFC. Don't stream their fights, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they do the right thing as far as paying. Them. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not arguing for that. My only point is that the more money they have, the more money will go out. So if you're saying they pay 16 yeah. percent, if they collect more money, that 16 percent is worth more. Yeah. So I'm just saying there's no lane I go to where I could justify saying less people paying is better for the fighters. Fair. I just can't get there. But do I think they're right? No. I do think if you went something along the lines of a subscription package where it was a monthly thing like WWE did, like I heard your guys talk on that. It made a lot of sense. I feel like more people wouldn't stream the fight. They'd pay for the package. They'd be happy to do so. And it would probably be better for the business overall. Yeah, I'm surprised there aren't people like computing that cost benefit analysis and like getting some numbers and stuff like there has to be that like because I can't imagine like any UFC fan if they like if they were even just offered like, yo, 30 bucks a month, you'll get a pay-per-view, you'll get this like people be like, all right, yeah, I'll just do that instead. Yeah, for sure. There'd be way more people, I feel like. My only worry is that they have to have people doing that. So does it not make business sense? Because there's no doubt they're paying someone to figure out how do we maximize sales and how do we maximize money? So they have they're they're computing that. But right now there's more of you than me. And that's the problem. So they're like, fuck it. Maybe maybe it's more on like um, like bars and businesses because bars and stuff, they usually have to pay per capacity. Yeah. Torbid amount of money. Maybe that's where they make like their their big bucks. Or it's got something to do with maybe some of the contracts they have with like an ESPN plus. Like, I don't know the deal they have worked out with them. Maybe they say, since we're a monthly subscription, you're not able to then be a monthly subscription and still get our exposure. I don't, I don't know how it works. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm thinking there's gotta be a reason why they're not at least exploring that option when it is such a problem that people are pirating and stealing and streaming it, you know? So there's gotta be, there's got to be people looking into different options. And if they haven't changed anything, something tells me that this is the best option as of now. Yeah. Well, yeah. in other countries, it's free. The U.S., they know they'll make money off. Yeah, of but it, that's so that strategy. That strategy, again, there's a reason it's free in other countries. So eventually mm-hmm. it won't be free and they'll have more people. That's 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 strategy one on one. Yeah. I mean, they're I mean, looking we got to a gain bunch for free when it was on Spike TV, Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, like there was a bunch of fights on Spike TV for free and stuff. They did that's that. That's not out us. of the goodness of their heart. That's mm-hmm. so eventually those people they gave it to free for are now fans. And now they're charging them the same money they're charging us. Trust me. Yeah. There's, so it's good to always... give up free sandwiches is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that your way of looking at things and justifying them is only to benefit your own your own for doing it it's I, not the actual I want reality lots of, of life. Eat sandwiches i want lots of people to eat sandwiches and enjoy it it's not just <laughs> oh, about me. god i wish i wish the guy that owned the it's sandwich about, come down it's about it's about not wasting it's about not wasting good food if it's available you know it'll come back to you i think it's karma it's the christmas spirit god, so i hope this, linkedin this, kicks you off again <laughs> <laughs> we just start reporting him on linkedin Oh yeah, I think I, I think I might call them and be like, "This had it right the first time." <laughs> so I have a question. This was on on the news. Uh, boxing no longer an Olympic sport. 
How do y'all feel about that? What? Yep. I think it's a mistake, especially when I just watched the Olympics and badminton and so many stupid things are a sport. How could you take away boxing? The only thing I will say is I know a lot of people in the boxing community aren't huge fans of the boxing that goes on in the Olympics, just based on the scoring system, Mm -hmm. the obvious extra protection given to fighters. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of boxing fans that don't specifically love boxing in the Olympics, but I would guarantee if you ask them, would you rather this version of it be there or nothing? They would all pick. I'd rather boxing be represented in the Olympics than not. So mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. The Olympic committee is always very weird, though. So did they give a reasoning on that or? I, I, dude, we have we did an episode. Dressage is an Olympic sport still. It's still in. It's horse it's dancing insane. and that's still in. Right. That's what I mean. Horse dancing, fragment, and like all these things I see in the Olympics. How could this be synchronized swimming? I mean, this is some of the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Sports sports are getting way more subjective than like ever. Where like all the sports that have like definitive wins are getting taken out. And I feel like more sports that are just going down to like judging are coming in. This is rich fuckers putting their sports in. And not putting in other sports. Maybe. This isn't like everyone gets a participation trip. I think it's poor people that box and rich people bet on it. But like nobody wants their kid to box really that much. It's like considered brutish, I think. Olympic boxing, you'd wear headgear and stuff. And they were thinking about taking it out, like taking out the headgear, changing rules. But then most of the boxers were like, if I'm going to box without headgear, then I'll just go pro instead. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I guess you have to keep that. I mean, I still think winning an Olympic medal is probably one of the greatest things you could do as an athlete. 100%. So yeah. it is respected. I mean, if you go to the Olympics and you win an Olympic medal, you most certainly have a career when you get home. So whether that's in boxing or other sports, it's just it still holds up. I don't know why they would go that route, though. It's not the I don't think it has anything to do with it being too barbaric or anything like that, because there is protection. And I thought there was even rumors of maybe, you know, MMA getting put into the Olympics as a sport and they have mm-hmm. judo, they have wrestling, mm-hmm. they have these things. So I don't well, think wrestling it's a combat got angle. Cut too. Wrestling almost got cut. I saw that. I yeah. know there was I know there was issues with that, but they have judo, don't they? They do have judo, yeah. So and they have karate. So it's not a combat thing. I mean, they have these But sports. karate was both last Olympics. One of the guys knocked out the other guy with a kick. And he got eliminated for knocking the other guy out of the kick. Yeah, you're not supposed to knock him out. <laughs> it was like, and it was such a beautiful kick. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. How could you, how could you be in a combat sport and not be allowed to hit them clean enough? I don't get that. Imagine getting get, the silver the medal with, for that. The, that's the whole thing with the Jake Paul thing when they were like, "Oh, he's got a no knockout clause." How could he control that? What happens if somebody just hits him on the button? Yeah. I mean, are you going to resuscitate the guy in midair? Like, I don't get these <laughs> things. Like, how could you control whether you're going to knock someone out or not? Maybe you just hit him just right. And the yeah. guy goes down. Same thing with karate. So, OK, so you're doing your job and you hit the guy clean. And all of a sudden it's your fault that you hit him. You did it too well. I don't I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get yeah, that. That's a wild thing to me, too. That would be a real shame if, if this boxing thing is accurate and it's totally out of the Olympics. That would be a shame. I feel like most people enjoy it. And like I said, I mean, I think it's respected throughout yeah. the world. So most, I, I just, it makes no sense to me. The greatest pros were, were medalists in boxing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lomachenko, Floyd, like you name it. Like they were all, it, it's Ali. a weird thing. Yeah. Andre Ward was great. Mm-hmm. 
I don't see the reasoning behind that, but either way, it's not good. There's got to be more to it. I'd be interested in what it was. Yeah, especially like you said, yeah, horse dancing. So sell me on that and then sell me in the same breath why boxing's not an Olympic sport. Insane. Exactly. Insane. I and do maybe- like Olympic sports that I feel like I could participate in, though. So I feel like horse dancing is a little intriguing. Like, I think maybe <laughs> I could like possibly do that. Like, when I first started watching curling, I was like, oh, I could definitely curl like like this yeah. is a sport. Like, all right, I found my track. I'm going to be a, an Olympian. <laughs> like, I feel like I could do that. So I do like those sports. I like, how you said, I like how you said when you first started watching curling. So I'm assuming you continued to watch curling now. I am a huge fan. Huge fan. Yeah. I think a lot Absolutely. of people like curling now because of that. Yeah, it's very accessible. 100%. I remember we were watching curling. This is probably like 12 years ago, whatever it was, maybe three or four Winter Olympics ago. I was watching curling with a bunch of people and me and John Bayano. Remember John Bayano? Played for Peter's basketball. We were talking and we actually were about to go to this place in Jersey that had like a curling facility. And we were like, all right, listen, let's make plans. Let's go there. Like we found the place. We were going to like legit train to try and get in the next Olympics. (laughs) Like a long story short, we never even showed up once to it. But like we had made like definite plans. Like, all right, we'll go here. We'll figure out what it is. We'll get a team together. Like we'll recruit some people. And then, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do what we got to do to make sure in three years we're ready to go. We're going to qualify. I mean, it never happened, and I've never curled once in my life. But for a short period of time, we did have plans to do that. Hey, man, it's not too late either. Oh, I think it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I don't even, I'm not even confident that I'm in curling shape is a problem. So <laughs> I don't, I think it's too late. I think it's definitely too late. Uh, Maybe funny. darts. I think I could, I think I could still contest in darts. Those oh, yeah, dart guys are crazy, though. I don't know how they do that. Those guys are masters and the pool people too. Like, I don't know how they're so precise. I'm good in any of those sports that revolve around the bar. So if it's darts, billiards, bowling, (laughs) like that's my lane for sure. But again, all games that have a definitive way to win. You do this, you win where it's like in these other sports, dressage or like you're judged on like, the style like, at least yeah. like what yeah and yeah. also then you're leaving it in the hands of judges which yeah. we all know judges are not exact like sometimes you look at a fight or whatever it is and you're like what are they watching like mm-hmm. it's gonna be so far off reality that to trust i'd always rather a definitive ending than saying okay we're letting it go to the judges i mean so yeah. this expression well you let it go to the judges anything could happen now so mm-hmm. I'd always rather a definitive path to winning than mm-hmm. to leave it up to three of my peers or whoever they are that are going to now make a decision on it. Also, Even the judges don't too. agree with each other. So I found this interesting in kickboxing. I, I really like kickboxing rules as it pertains to entertainment. Kickboxing also has five judges, which I'm like, I don't understand why boxing and MMA have three judges like kickboxing has five it's way better. Like decisions are never like, Oh shit. Like never have I seen a decision go the wrong way so far. Hmm. All right. And then in kickboxing, it's three, three minute rounds. So people go like they only got nine minutes to fucking go. And I think like the shorter rounds actually bring about way more intensity. There's no feeling out. It's just way more entertaining. And like, even as a viewer, like I'm a diehard UFC fan. I got to spend three hours to watch five fights. It's a long time, man. Like yeah. I watch kickboxing. I watch five fights in 30 minutes. I agree with that. It's, and also, I think the I'm premise like, behind that, this. 
premise behind that also is it's why you have 12 jurors because you're like okay the more people we add yeah. the less likely that the av- the you know the school of averages isn't going to play into this where mm-hmm. we assuming that even if there's three nut jobs there there's still nine people that are going to see it the way it is right so if you have five judges there they're like okay even if there's two wild cards like three of them should see it the same way yeah sometimes you watch these fights and how could you have three people there and two of them saw completely different things yep like you need to at least be in the same ballpark how could you see opposite yeah. Like literally, how could you see two totally different things? And it, it'll take me back to this. I remember I was in Aruba. Okay. So I'm at a wedding. Uh, my buddy, Matty McGrone, a noob knows him. We grew up with him. So we're at his wedding and it just so happens that Jeremy Horn's fighting. I think mm. it was Jeremy hmm. Horn and Pacquiao. Okay. So we're all sitting there and Horn's plus 550, huge underdog. So we're like, you know what? Screw it. Horn's hometown. Like, let's bet Horn, even though Pacquiao was a huge favorite, like they're going to kill this guy, you know? bet like 200 bucks on the win we're going nuts the fight's going on okay so this goes to a decision and as soon as they say and there's no chance horn won this fight like he might have won two rounds out of 12 Uh like not even close probably won two rounds so when they say in a unanimous decision we're like okay we're definitely done like it's over and they announced horn we went (laughs) nuts we're like whoa this is the craziest thing ever like they literally just robbed pacquiao like this guy won two rounds maybe maybe two rounds yeah. And not only was it a, a decision, it was a unanimous decision. Yeah. Like, I don't know what these judges like. It was so corrupt and boxing always been corrupt, but it was so corrupt. You're like, what did they watch? Like yeah. he might have won one round, maybe two. I don't get it. So I never like anything going to the judges. So if you give people a path on how to win and it's not left up to other people's interpretations, it's a much more fair way to decide. I I think kickboxing does it right in that these shorter rounds give for more finishes too. And then even Mm -hmm. if they don't, they have five judges and like the rule, just that rule set alone is already like, damn, this is way more entertaining. It's just not as mainstream. And I'm like, this is, I'm liking this more. Unless you have Woodley, I bet he could figure out a way to make it boring. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I'm just impressed and, I, and I'm tempted to believe that if we shorten boxing, like short, boxing doesn't need to be eight to 12 rounds. I don't think it does. I don't think MMA needs to be five, five minute rounds. I think actually the shorter rounds, you might find people do more things. But then that hurts grapplers. Does it? Yeah. Well, let's say you hold okay, time to work. If you hold a guy down for a minute in a five minute match, it doesn't necessarily win them the round. You hold a guy for a minute in a three minute round. You probably won that round. So I don't no, think it necessarily I mean, hurts grappling. I mean, in the sense, like, say you take somebody down with, like, uh, at the minute and a half mark. With five-minute rounds, you still have three minutes to work on a sub. You have three-minute rounds, like, now you got to do it in 60 seconds. The guy just has to be more defensive. It. I like the it idea also of goes no the other round way. The guy breaks. has to be more offensive. He has to finish him. He can't, like, stall, pick his place, wait for That's it. Sick. Have one 10-minute round. One 10 minute round. I, like I, I do Pride, like that too. Though, I like yeah. what Pride did. Just start it and you fight for 10 minutes and then you don't, nothing happens after 10 minutes. You take a break and then it's five minutes done. I'm okay I think if you're telling too. anyone that they have a short amount of time to get something done, obviously the urgency has to go up. So That's what I think. if you're telling them, okay, instead of having three minutes, five minutes, you now have two minutes and there's only three rounds. How is it not going to be more exciting? They don't have the luxury mm-hmm. of time. They have to do whatever it is they're going to do in a shorter amount of time and be more aggressive. That's so how about line. this GSP. When he used to train for fights, 
he would do two minute rounds because he said the two minute rounds were way more intense. He's like five minutes. He's like, especially in jujitsu. It's like these guys do eight, 10 minute rounds. He's like, it's so passive. It's like playful. He's like mm. two minute rounds. You go. Wow. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I can, yeah, I I agree can see that. that though. I could see that. I'm wondering if there's like someone that does this. Some, some MMA organizations like, you know what? We're going to do these rounds. You know, what's interesting too. As someone that's on the bottom and let's say you get taken down and they're working for position, sometimes you see people just, you know, hold guard or just be a little mm-hmm. bit more patient. I wonder how much more you see the person that's in a worse position trying aggressively to get out of it or make them, you know what I mean? So I, I wonder how that changes ground game of it. I wonder, do people hold, you know, if it's only a two minute round and I get you down, maybe I don't have to go for anything. Maybe if I just stay on top and control position, I automatically win that round and vice versa. Maybe if I'm on the bottom, Mm -hmm. maybe I have to be quicker to get out or do something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It would be interesting. Yeah. I I wonder if there's something with that because I'm finding kickboxing very easy to watch (laughs) very quick. Like the fact that I could watch five fights in 30 minutes. I'm like, dude, I wish UFC was like that. I just, it's yeah, always three hours, four hours. It's just, I love it, but it is a lot. And I, and I think maybe even to like a layman, you know, a casual, that it's hard. So do you think that things get romanticized? Like, let's say kickboxing is what it is now. Do you think it like there comes like a couple TV producers that God forbid if it ever got super popular that come in and then revamp the way it like maybe like maybe in its state now they're able to do that. But maybe if it became something like UFC, you have people interjecting and being like, oh, we have to do this fancy walkout. We have to do this thing. Maybe we have to I do mean, that. And then eventually maybe <laughs> kickboxing does have the walkouts. Kickboxing is is very big internationally. It's just not as big as in America. I mean, even when it comes to America, it still sells out Madison Square Garden. So like, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't have like the movement it does in America. But internationally, it's still huge. Yeah, I think I'm just a little naive. I, I don't have so much experience in kickboxing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I wonder you know, I wonder how one championship is doing too because one championship does like MMA, Muay Thai, kickboxing, grappling, all on the same card. And I wonder how that is for like fans too. Like, Because that seems like it's too much for me too. Like you're expecting the fan to know all these different pieces of, you know what I mean? Like it's not just a fight. It's a fight with like very specific rule sets for each of these different ones. I'll tell you, I was super intrigued when you guys brought up the idea of like first round is boxing, second round is wrestling, third oh, round. Oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that would be so badass if there was like it would be hard to keep up with, but that would be so cool. That would be nice. I don't think it'll ever happen, but that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I do that with like uh, other friends and stuff when they're like, oh, I do like wrestling or oh, I only do boxing. Like, let's like fight though. Like, I will right, we'll do the first round yours, second round mine. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it's fun. Anoop, did you ever fight Adrian or no? I know you said you wanted to challenge him. Oh, another after, guy. Uh... Adrian did beat me last time. We had a nice roll. It was good. He got me in a Kimura, but it was it was a solid roll. We rolled for like eight minutes after we got his blue belt. It was a good time. So he kicked your ass. No, he didn't kick my ass. Artie, I feel like Anoop is like Steve Buscemi in that movie where he's got the red lipstick with the list of people. (laughs) Billy Madison. And Billy Madison. I figure that's like a noop. Like he's not showing us his other wall, but it's probably got like a little list over there written in lipstick. Like the people he wants to take out. (laughs) But since last week, I've gone like five times in the last week. Definitely the most I have since. 
well, COVID nice. started, I definitely have like a little bit of urgency where I'm like, fuck, like I, I want to do better. I've been getting beat a lot in the gym lately. And mm. I just feel like a lot of the people I was training with have gotten better than me. So I'm like, oh, like I got to keep up. I've only been going once a week where I feel like they've been going two, three times a week. And I'm like, I need to keep up with my class of people. So I feel that way um, in golf when I if, if mm. I feel like if I don't play a lot and then I play with somebody that that's been going a lot, like you could noticeably see a difference and it motivates me to go more. Yeah, you got us. So I'm just like, fuck, because I had a good role with Adrian and I was rolling with like a lot of guys at the old gym. So I was like, oh, shit, like everybody got better. Like I got but I still hung. So I was like, all right, I I know I'm getting better, but just I'm not getting better as fast as they're getting better. Yeah, I got to put time into it. Mm-hmm. I got to add some LBs too. You got to gain some weight. Are there many people you roll with like your weight? No, no. Everybody's bigger than me. So yeah, that also like gives me like a little bit where I'm like, all right, whatever. He's got 40 pounds on me, but still I'm like in real life, I'd get my ass kicked then. So it doesn't matter. I can't be like, oh, they got 40 pounds on me. Like I gotta. Are there any chicks at the gym? No, not this one. But the one in Brooklyn I used to go to had like good girls. That's what I was kind of thinking. I was maybe you should roll around with some chicks like to get on the same weight level. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I was doing it, I'd want to go against some girls just to build up my confidence. Like I was watching (laughs) Seinfeld the other day and Kramer was it was the episode where Kramer's doing like karate and he gives like Elaine talk or whatever. And Elaine's like, yeah, that's, that's so smart, Kramer. Thanks. Like, and he's like, oh, it's all about karate. So she goes to thank him and she goes to his karate class. And meanwhile, he's in a class with like all little kids and he's just dominating them. They're all like young kids. He's like, oh, that's karate. Like based on the, ble- the belt, like we're all the same. So and he's just in there like kicking the crap out of like eight year olds. So uh... I feel like that's got to be good for morale. I'd want to go in there and take out like a couple women or like, I don't know, very young kids. Maybe build up my confidence a bit. <laughs> Women are great to train with, though, because they're so technical. Yeah. And so, like, I enjoy doing that where, like, the men sometimes are just, like, try to do everything with brute strength, mm-hmm. but I still want to beat them. So the I Women just learn like... way quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the, anything you do just adds another, any experience you get just enhances your ability. So mm-hmm. whatever you take away from it, it's a positive. So it doesn't matter if you fight yeah. someone smaller, older, whatever it is, they all bring different things. So it can only help you. Yeah, we got to roll one spry. You got to feel it. The only roll I'm doing is like a chicken parm on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll roll with you. That's not a problem. There you go. You can add them to your list. A new put me on your little lipstick list. (laughs) Put me like like right between Wellington Mara and 50 cent. (laughs) You are you are you are on my list, bro. I told people at the gym. This week, too, I was like, all right, my goal is to take you guys down. Like, I know I can't tap them, but my immediate goal with like for some of the people in the gym and one of the professors, I was like, my goal is like, I want to just get like a nice, clean takedown on you. And I almost got one, I think, where he was like, mm-hmm. good shot. But I, I want to get one that's like cleaner. Like, that's my immediate goal. Are you always trying to shoot? What's your best takedown? Dude, they're not that good. I don't know. I always go for the arm drag and then like. If they pull back, like I try to like sneak and get their back and trip them, or I just go for like a double leg. And a lot of times it's like sloppy, but at least I'm going for it. Like I want to be the one attacking and I'm trying to hand fight more and I just want to get a better shot. So I want to be able to take people down. Yeah. Learn more takedowns too, more setups. That's what it is. You, yeah. get, you learn like one or two takedowns. You just learn lots of ways to set it up. 
I like trying to go for the judo throws too at the end, like drop shoulder and like oh, shit. that fun stuff. And then your back gets taken when you don't get it. Yeah, whatever. That's like the last <laughs> second stuff. I, was like, I wouldn't do that in a real fight, but like, I you know, it's funny. Get good at I trained. I trained with this guy once. He was like a, yeah. a British national champion judo guy. And he's like, oh, let's do like takedowns. I was like, okay. And I kid you not, as soon as we went, within five seconds, I just double legged them. And I was like, what happened to your judo? He's like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm like, would you rather be really, really an expert in one thing? Or would you rather be like well-balanced three or four? If I'm doing MMA, probably balanced. Let's say you could be the best kickboxer in the world, or you could be an average wrestler, average striker, average everything. You'd rather go with the average, but be- oh, well. It, it depends on what you mean. Like, is, does it mean like success in MMA or am I thinking like making the most money I can or like it depends well, on like just the for parameters. these purposes. Let's say let's say you're in the UFC. Would you rather be someone that is known to be the best in jujitsu or someone that's balanced in that could do a little bit of everything? Where do you think you have more success? Well, it depends if I'm if I'm OK. So I'm assuming that if I'm really good in the one thing, I'm bad at the other thing. Right. Let's say you're like Damian Maya, like like you could submit anyone. You're a good fighter. You could submit anyone. But if it comes to standing up, you're probably going to lose. I don't know what I'd rather be. That's it's tough. That's a tough question. I, I think I'd rather be balanced. Yeah. OK. See, but I, I feel can like see my being favorite really fighter... good one, two is like super entertaining. So maybe you sell more. You probably sell more being the expert in one. And because you sell more, you probably have a longer career. Maybe that's better. Well, I like that there's no clear cut answer to it, because that means that yeah. it's kind of like a good question yeah it's like what do listen do i want to be the best kickboxer in the world or do i want to kind of be decent in everything right what about you anu i'd want to be the best at something i would pick that because then i think it's easier to learn the other thing like once you're the best at wrestling i feel like it becomes easier to get to average at boxing because you can always trust and lean on your skill that's so good so judo wrestling jujitsu boxing whatever out of any of those muay thai once you're like an expert at something, I just feel like you could rest a little bit easier. At least you could try to bring it into your own world. Yeah, but I feel like you have more tools if you're just like decent at everything. Like I know firsthand, yeah, like, I don't feel like tools. I'm particularly great in any one thing. Like I always beat the jujitsu guys with wrestling. I always beat the wrestling guys with jujitsu. I always beat the strikers with grappling. Like I just do whatever they're not good at. I'm not great at any of those things. But I always beat these guys because I'm just better at what they're bad at. I think the but real answer Dam- is to be balanced. It's got to be. But if you were Damian Maya, Artie, you would beat everybody anyway. I mean, not everybody. Yeah. I think the answer is balanced because if you're balanced, you're harder to prepare for. Okay. Yeah. And you could definitely exploit different areas. Whereas if you're just great at wrestling, they're preparing for only wrestling. You're not going to surprise anybody. Right. If you're kind of good at everything, they have to keep all of those options open. Yeah. So they have to expect anything at any time. If you're that's exactly just, what you I mean. You have, you have more trick, tools. Then, yeah. Yeah. You have more tools and then you have the ability to take advantage of different situations. Whereas if you're just a stand up striker, if it goes to the floor, you're in trouble. If it yeah. goes to anything type submission, you're in trouble. Like you have so many areas that you're in trouble. If you're balanced, you could kind of work at everything and you're harder you to got, prepare you, for. You guys are talking more competition. I was talking more about just being 
a real life like person in case you were in self-defense like say you already have that black belt or you're like a golden gloves like boxer like i feel like you can walk around feeling a lot more confident about yourself i know when was the last time you were mugged talking about competition here Uh, do you walk down the street and feel the need to defend yourself i guarantee it almost (laughs) never happened yo maybe at 150 he does yeah, that's How many true. Men in country <laughs> you walk around just super Dude, weak and like easy I target. Guarantee you, Brian, I guarantee you. I guarantee if you had a purse, you, no, somebody would try and pickpocket you. <laughs> you definitely have friends that have guns just in case. Yeah, police. Somebody officers. might break into the house. But when was the last time somebody broke into their house? So it's the same thing. Like mm. you prepare for in case a scenario may happen. <laughs> right, you know what? Normally, I'm just going to attack, but that was a good analogy. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, for the, like, for the sake of these conversations, we're talking about competition fighting. We're not talking about yeah. like I have to defend myself in, in a dark alley. That's what I'm always talking about. That's what I'm always prepared always for. We also don't. We, we me and Arturo probably don't have like a list of people that we're actively trying to fight on our wall. <laughs> like, so you we're should. not in you the same. Have that list. Like we're not going out there threatening people weekly and like. You know, I don't have to look over my shoulder for the most part. You, you called out a bunch of people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you go to like a restaurant and 50 cents in there. And he's like, you know what? I heard this oh, on this podcast. Like, I would love that. <laughs> I would be so happy. Yeah, that's why I'm Greg drunk. is like, yo, 50 cent lives in New York. I'm going to do my best to get a hold of him. <laughs> do it. Excellent. That'd be amazing. Uh, I want yeah, that'd it. That'd be good. That is funny though. It is it's it's good hearing both of your perspectives on stuff because usually I would say I mostly line up with Arturo's views. Mm. Just when I listen to the podcast, but there are times where I see a noob because the noobs are very emotional. So mm-hmm. sometimes I get like that too, where he doesn't really think with his head, he thinks more with his heart. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to make sense per se, but <laughs> he'll justify it in his mind. Usually I'm a logic guy, so I, I tend to line up more with Arturo's views, but mm-hmm. it is still good that you guys have so different opinions, yeah. like a different way of looking at stuff. It makes it. Yeah, it's always fun. Did you catch um any of UFC last night? I did. I really like Derek Lewis. Oh, I really like dude. him. Yeah. Who I'm a big not. fan. Yeah. Personally, I don't think he's championship pedigree, but I really also don't think he cares. Yeah. Yo, I don't <laughs> think he cares. Did you see I his think he's just like, speech after? Yeah, he's incredible. He's yeah. incredible. Honestly, he's just like, listen, I know I got this punch, and if I hit you with it, you're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, uh, you're not. <laughs> you know, you, you'll probably beat me. So I, I feel like you gotta respect a guy like that. He's just good, but he's another guy that's gonna get. I mean, I don't know. Could he beat Nagano? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. So where does so where's his dealing? But yo, he doesn't even you know, care about fighting Nagano. He's like, I'm only. He's like, I only want three rounds. I don't. Want... <laughs> I know. Like, if that's the what I'm saying. He doesn't care. Five I rounds. Him. I don't want it. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. Yeah, he just... looked like he was in great shape yesterday too. He looked like in the best shape mm-hmm. of his life, and he was throwing those switch kicks like. I agree with Brian. He's not like a championship guy, but he's just, he could beat anybody at any time. He's scary. Yeah. He's legitimately scary. I'd probably rather fight Nagano than him. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just feel like if you get hit with one of his shots, you're going to bed for a long time. Like he's damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's long-term effects to his shot. And I kind of like, listen, when a guy really doesn't care what the perception of of himself is, He's got almost like nothing to lose. So when you go mm-hmm. and you fight a fighter like that, like that's a dangerous guy. 
Like, he's not really trying to move up the rankings. He doesn't care if he's the champion. He likes yeah. fighting, probably. And he's going to go out there and he's going to try and knock your head off. And your only job is to try and stop it. Like, there's no there's no sizzle to it. Like, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to knock your head off. Can you stop I feel it? Like, and great. Yeah. Derek Lewis is awesome. Everyone loves him. I feel like Derek Lewis is the UFC's version of, yeah. like, Marshawn Lynch. We're like ev- everyone just tunes in, man. Like the guy's awesome. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I yeah. agree. What do you think of Wonder Boy though? Did y'all see Wonder Boy? I did. I like Wonder Boy. That fight was really hard to watch. Bilal Muhammad just smothered him. Yeah, it was tough to see because I don't know where he goes from here, Wonder Boy. Yep. I feel like I don't know. I think he's. I think his peak uh, kind of has passed him now, and yeah, I don't know if he bounces. Uh, but I did like the whole was, card. The first, the first three matches were all KOs, man. It was fucking sick. Cub Swanson still winning. That's crazy. I like the Cub Swanson fight. That's what I was gonna say. I thought that was a good yeah. fight. I rewatched them today. So good. Man, I can't believe this guy's still in the UFC and he's still winning fights. Like I feel like yep. I feel like I haven't heard his name in like five years, or ten <laughs> years, and this guy's like still out there winning fights. Like yep. that's awesome. Yep, and Darren Elkins, who we beat, like I don't know, a lot of people don't know Darren Elkins, but Darren Elkins has been in the UFC a long time. He's fought a lot of guys. I think it was actually Oliveira's like first UFC win was like versus Darren Elkins. Like he's been around a long time. Really? It was early. Like I want to say one of Oliveira's like first submission victories is over Darren Elkins. But Darren Elkins also holds like records. If you look at like uh, the stats of MMA, like significant strikes, I want to say is like top five all time still he's just been around forever really yeah darren elkins has like numbers but a lot of people just don't know his name but he's just been at this level where like he wins like two-thirds of the time so he enough to stay in and just versus a lot of good guys along the way would you rather have like a 10-year career in the ufc have like 30 fights win like 20 lose like 10 or would you rather be like somebody that had like seven fights but got a championship but then like lost towards the end like Cody Garbrandt like do you care more about the peak like how high you can achieve and then end up quick or would you rather be like one of these like journeyman veterans that's obviously succeeding I'd rather peak and get to the top yeah I think that's an easy answer for me I think it's very cool to be a guy that's been around for a long time but whatever whatever path leads me to the highest possible place i don't care if it's for a week or if it's for 10 years i want to get to there so i think that's the answer on that one as far as i'm concerned yeah I think but it is cool to be one of those guys that have just been around because longevity just means you're good so if you've been exactly doing anything for 10 years you're good at that like even those guys that get traded all the time in the nfl or whatever sport if there's 10 different teams that wanted this guy he's probably good mm-hmm. so exactly <laughs> I got it. I love those guys like Edson Barbosa, Jim Miller. Mm. Like those people are they become legends in a way, you know, they, I think never you'd always rather be the champ if you can or achieve yeah. the highest, the highest goal possible. I mean, I would also like, argue in fighting. You probably don't want to be the journeyman because you're just going to take more abuse over more years. Like if I can get to the top yeah. in a quick time and be out, probably the best for my long term health, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like Segudo. I mean, he's he's out already. Yeah, I mean, how old is he? <laughs> I think he's gonna I come hope he- back. <laughs> yeah, but how everyone's been he- saying that. But I mean, this guy he dominated Olympian, champion, everything, and what is he? Thirty years old? Yeah, 34. I think he's like thirty-two or something. Yeah, he's still pretty. He's thir- He's thirty-four, 
and oh, in February okay. he'll be. There's still talks about him and Volkanovski soon. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be so much fun. They've been talking about it for like two, three years now, though. But all right, so the, I was asking anyway. What's the next fight you guys are looking forward to? I guess the nearest one that I'm like really looking forward to would probably Adesanya Whitaker. Oh, God, I really want to convince myself that Whitaker can win that fight, but I really don't know if he can. I mean, he could. I don't think he wins that fight. Are I really you? would see Adesanya and Usman somehow meet at a yeah. neutral weight and fight each other. Because right now, I don't see anyone knocking the two of them off. And uh, until yeah. somebody comes along, I think, can. I mean, Whitaker lost already. I mean, he's got a chance to, to, to maybe come back and win, but I don't see it happening. I just don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna beat him. You got. You also got to just love Cyril Gan versus Francis Ngannou. Like mm-hmm. that's happening in January. That's just gonna be such a. I don't know. Can Cyril Gan solve like the fucking Terminator? I don't know. I think that's like so exciting to see. I'm betting he on Gan. So well, you're betting on Gan. Yeah, a lot. What are the odds? Really? I am. Yeah. I feel like right now is where you have the most top heavy champions. Like I feel like Usman, Nagano. It is like that. Adesanya, yeah. Like those guys are so hard to knock off. I don't know if I can't even picture anyone beating those guys right now. Well, the rumor is Cyril Gan owns them in training. So I, I know training is different than competing, but uh, with heavyweights, it's hard to find training partners. And when they train, yeah. the word on the street is that. Cyril was no problem. Cyril's the favorite, minus one thirty-five. What? What? That's also no. I, that see, that's like that. That's very weird. When a champion's the underdog, I know. That's weird. Cyril Gunn's never lost too. Like, like. Oh, that's you know what? That makes me more excited for that than it well, is. Exciting. Let's call it what it is. Also, heavyweights are the most exciting. So, regardless of where you feel on anything, I feel like when heavyweight yeah. is good at something, that's why boxing sucks right now because there's no interesting heavyweights. If there was interesting heavyweights, Tyson, boxing, Tyson, exactly. Yeah. When there's interesting heavyweights, boxing's good. There's yep. just the overall possibility of somebody getting absolutely knocked out is exciting, no matter yeah. what. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that fight. Then, that that would be the one I'm excited for. And it the fact sick. that he's the underdog. Wow! I know. I can't believe that. I kind of want to bet money on Ngannou now. Like, oh, there like we go. The we can just bet us too. Yeah, the scariest human I've ever seen in my entire life. He is. That's what's crazy. It's like, yeah. So if scared. you're telling me who would I not want to fight, yeah, I'm picking Ngannou. But Gan just has like the sport kind of down already. Yeah, that's he's got great movement, but Nganu just has to hit him once. That's the yeah, thing. They all at that weight. I mean, a lot of those guys yeah, they, but like, are gonna be different. in trouble. God, Gan's not as huge. Gan, I think, weighs like 230, not 235. No, he's not Francis, that small. Yeah, and then Francis cuts sometimes to get to 265. So there could be like a 40 pound difference. I assure pounds. you, you do not want to get hit by a professional athlete that weighs 240 pounds. Your From Francis what? and God have like a different type of chin, you know? So Francis yeah. is bigger. So it says on average, Cyril Gaon has been at 247. Francis Nagano, oh. 262. Yeah, it's not that Maybe. big a difference. I thought it was a lot bigger. The way Cyril moves, I thought he was a lot lighter. Wow. That's why he's so dangerous is because he is so big and yet moves like a, like a light heavyweight. Maybe even lighter. Yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait for that fight. I mean, the last time it's I saw be- Cyril Gaon fight, and I'm like, oh, this is heavyweight John Jones. Yo, I saw yeah, something yeah. so funny the other day. Uh, did you guys see it? Somebody put out like uh, John Jones obviously got like acquitted of his new things or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but he put out like a meme like, God, I, I really need to hire John Jones' attorney. Like, this guy yeah, was yeah, the yeah. greatest attorney in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just watching, too, the Cardinals game the other day, and I'm like, look at Chandler Jones. Like, what a monster this guy is. Yep. That's so crazy to me. And yep. John Jones, like, what are you doing, man? I hate to see this stuff. I hate when a guy's so talented and they have such a great opportunity and they just constantly blow it. Like, it's just Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, like mm-hmm. John Jones, all these guys that have such a gift and they can't seem to get it right. Like, this guy is so, – do you remember how good this guy was? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's so it's frustrating. Crazy. That, that's he's always been a thing, though. Like, Daryl Strawberry. Like, you, you could just keep going with, like, how far in the past. There's always those guys. It's remarkable to even get that far. It's crazy. It's just that the raw talent is so good that it lets those things, I guess, slip through the cracks or it's mm-hmm. just it's at a certain point, I guess the demons went over. But I just I don't know. It's easy to sit on the sidelines and say, well, if I was ever that talented, I would never let this happen or whatever. Sure. I, I mean, clearly, clearly it's not always possible, but it's just super frustrating, especially with a guy like that. Like this guy could mm-hmm. legend, like could go down as like the best fighter of all time. And he just can't seem to put it together. It's sad. Did you see um, Chael Sonnen? got uh, arrested today did you see that yeah i actually chuckled when i read that that actually yeah. made me very happy yeah so john Smoke. jones you know, put out some tweets saying like oh you know like when you shit on me when i had it i'm not going to shit on you right now you're like well you are kind of just by doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jail sounded is so smug he's also another guy like i respect the scum a little bit so yeah uh, whatever i was i kind of laughed at that but i don't know man that's another thing there was a good meme my brother showed of Chael and like as he's getting arrested, walking away. Like the first comment was like, I can't let you get too close. Do you remember that with Vandalay when he said that shit? Yeah. They're like beef. Him and Vandalay actually they got too the, close. Didn't they get into the fight in the in the in the what do you call it? The TV show? That yep, was the yep, one where they got into a, a fight, fight, right? Yep. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Chael Sonnen's like, it's hard not to like that guy because he's such a good heel. Mm-hmm. But I don't so- know. <laughs> the best heel. Yeah, he's such a good heel, Chael Sonnen. He's so good. I know. The, somebody said the the reports are obviously wrong though, because it's said in the news that Chael Sonnen has lost some fights, and that's not true because he's never lost a round. <laughs> uh, like, none of this could be correct then. So who knows how it plays out? Yeah, I wonder what, what happened with the Chael story. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happened. Cause like, yeah, we got into an argument with like a couple and I'm like, I find this so interesting. I'm like, what happened? I read that somebody said something to his wife maybe. And so he was the couple and somebody said something and then he fucked him up. Uh, all I saw was like Sonnen was banging on a hotel door out of four seasons. It was like a physical altercation. Yeah. I, I don't know. Misdemeanor battery. All right, so not to go down like a whole like a whole different lane, but mm-hmm. as someone Ortoro that that I guess pretty much fights professionally on some level or that has a skill set, do you think you're inclined to warn somebody before an altercation happens that like hey, like you don't want to do this? Like if you're a guy like Chelsea and do you think you have a responsibility to tell someone if you're not in the like let's say you're in the right and somebody else is in the wrong, should you say something? Uh, I guess on what I guess it depends on how you're being wronged. Do you know like, what I mean? Let's just say you're a hundred percent right in the scenario. Bro, and- if I'm Chael Sonnen, my head size is a clear indicator that I'm an athlete. Like he's huge. <laughs> 
Like you can't look at Chael Sonnen and be like, all right, this guy's just a regular guy. Like his ears, his face, like there's no way. Yeah, I get it. So let's just say <laughs> for whatever reason, somebody clearly did something to wrong him. <laughs> so obviously somebody overlooked that stuff. Do you think he has the responsibility to say like, hey, buddy, you don't want to go down this road? Like, does he have that responsibility or is he just a person that, hey, listen, it is what it is like, you, you know? Yeah, I think he's just a person. I Like how you get into it. That's it. You got into it with a guy. I mean, I'm kind of taken back to like Con Air, you know? <laughs> uh, so, so Arturo, if you're in a bar and someone's being extremely obnoxious and pushing you to that point where it's getting to the level where, okay, I'm going to have no choice but to either give this guy a little bit of a warning or I'm going to have to get into a physical altercation. Do you feel you're under any responsibility to say like, listen, I don't really want to fight you, but just so you know, like I do train for a living. And if you want to go down this road, I'll probably going to hurt you. Like, are you, do you have any responsibility to tell somebody that or no? No. All right. So no, no, no responsibility whatsoever. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you're now, mind you, you're looking at this person like, all right, I know I'm going to hurt this person. Like if they, yeah, get I mean, the show, like, I'm, I'm also like not trying to kill them. You know what I mean? Like I'll hurt them. But maybe you could, maybe, you know, you could alleviate the situation. Maybe if you tell this person, yeah. like, listen, I'm going to no, hurt you. This no is what chance. I do. Blah, blah, blah. If someone's annoying me already and I tell them, look, bro, you shouldn't fight me because I'm going to kick your ass. That's antagonizing them. Like, they're going to fight even worse. Like, I just I'd just rather just like beat them then. All right. No, I'm just interested. Listen, I, yeah. I tend to agree <laughs> with you, obviously. I, I agree with you. I'm just, I, you know, it's nice to get a perspective like. Obviously, more in Chael Sonnen. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna get into an altercation with a normal, regular person. Like, that could end very badly. Like, this guy, like, that is uh, not gonna end well. Yeah, I hope, I hope we get more details. Actually, I think that's really funny. And that's a question that's gonna get asked. Anoop, you agree, right? Like, let's say, God forbid, this goes to trial or something. They're gonna say, well come on, how come you didn't say to the guy that you're a professional fighter? Like you should have warned him. Like that's going to come up. Am yeah. I right or yeah. not? But I also, I also agree with what Artie said. If you tell somebody that like, yo, you shouldn't fight me because of this, you're ready putting them down. Like, yo, let me teach you how to fight. Like I try, <laughs> like you can't even eat like, like that might set somebody off even more. And it's just funny. Like, it's like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you should. I think. I I think it would like really boost your ego if you're like, hey, listen, you don't want to do this. Like, I feel like (laughs) in order to like to be able to tell somebody that would be so awesome. Yo, I can't say that with a straight face though. That's just too like. It's. I know it'd be funny though. Like, hey, listen, I'm looking at you, and you don't want to go down. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so insulting to the person saying that shit. You know, like. I feel like it would be so much funny. Anoop, if you were able to like say that to somebody, like <laughs> you go up to like a 200 no, but- pound guy and you're like, yo, listen, you don't want any of this smoke. Like I got a list what? at home. Like I will seriously hurt you. <laughs> this what guy do you has need? to make a decision. Now, do I believe this guy or do I want to try him? Like, I feel like it puts an element in his head. Yeah. That's interesting though, because like I said, I, I would assume that that question is going to come up if, he did end up hurting someone or whatever. And I don't think it's his responsibility. If he's not the antagonist, then it's not his responsibility. Yeah. Nobody Mm -hmm. just because a guy can kick your ass doesn't mean you should act any differently towards him. 
I yeah. mean, <laughs> if you're acting like an asshole, you deserve to get your ass kicked. Whether the guy could do it or he can't, you deserve it. Yeah. There's also like things like even if you're a fighter, like all it takes is like one nut shot, like fuck you up. Like weird things yeah. can happen in any scenario where you're like, oh shit, like. Dylan, lose. Didn't Dylan yeah, Danish like, just get his ass kicked by that the bouncer? Oh yeah, the bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> Connor tried to knock out a couple of people. It didn't work too well. That old guy just like kept drinking his beer. Right. Yeah. Didn't like, even look like yeah. he phased him. Yeah. It, it, it's weird. The things change. Like you don't have like space that you need to do something or corner circle. But like you know, like it's it's weird. Things don't always work out like they do <laughs> in the cage or in the ring. But yeah, I, I always agree. think about just, that shit is like, yo, just one nut shot or like being in like a really crowded area. You're like, things are wildly different. The one nut shot thing is a good way to put it because that is definitely a game changer. Yeah. One like nut it doesn't shot, matter, what doesn't matter you know. who you are. That's changing everything. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, maybe a dude does have a chance against like 50 or something. Right. All it takes is one nut shot. Yeah. Dude, fuck yeah. I got a chance. Of course, I got a chance. <laughs> Are you willing to hit somebody in the nuts? Are you cool with that? Like, you know, some people would be like, oh, I don't want to win that way. Like, you're good with that, right? Yo, so that's Dude, what I find most- so funny is like guys have this social contract <sighs> where like even if you fucking hate someone, like you spit in their face and shit, you probably won't kick them in the nuts unless you feel like you're like life threatening. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's how much like- getting hit in the nuts means that we all have this social contract where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that to you. I feel like it all goes back to all's fair and love and war. I mean, if you're getting yeah. into it, then I don't care. Bite his ear, kick him in the dick, do whatever you got to do. Like it's like somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. Poke him in the eye. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Do what you got to do. And I feel like the craziest person I know told me that once Mikey's father, Anoop. Yeah, he was like, you know, why I never lost in street fights, because I don't care what I had to do. I'd bite you. I would do whatever. Like if it's a fight, then there's no rules. Like, he was no jacked too. He was jacked and scary too. He was a super fucking... scary. And he's like, I would just win because if if I'm getting into a fight with you, that means I'm willing to bite your face. I don't care what I do. Like it's just <laughs> it's on. So I'm assuming kicking in the nuts was fair game too. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got to do whatever you can. Dude, Fuck, especially if these people all outweigh me by 50, 60 pounds, then definitely. Yo, I can't even imagine hating a guy that I would kick in the nuts. The only time I would do that is if my life was threatened. I feel like I'd do it. I feel like I might even <laughs> look for that opening like first. It wouldn't take it wouldn't take something to get me to that point. I feel like as soon as the fight started, I'd be looking for the nut shot. <laughs> like I'm looking to start there. Uh, like I'm such an edge then. Yeah, if you kick also, him in the nuts, like, you can still cold yeah. stun them right after, too. Yeah, Just whatever. I don't disrespect. care. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What's he going to say? Oh, you hit me in the nuts? Well, somebody won, somebody lost. Uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> and I feel like whoever hits whoever hits the other person first wins 90% of the time. Mm. You have a good buddy of mine. One of his quotes that we quote him on is, sometimes you got to throw the first punch. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's right. I do love that quote. Yeah. Okay, so uh, beyond this podcast, you guys know that I'm also a teacher. I teach about geography and environmental and economic issues are very important to me. And so I actually have a startup. It's uh, like an Uber for everything or an Airbnb for everything. So on Airbnb, you could rent out your house. Well, on Renta, you could rent out any good service or space. So if you have a wet vac or a pressure washer that you're not really using all the time, rent it out. 
Or if you are a jujitsu black belt and you offer private lessons, you could rent that out at any price. Or if you have gym space, you could rent that out. Or if you're a nutritionist on the side. The idea is I wanted to help freelancers make money and you keep 100% of everything that you ask for. And uh, the idea is to reduce consumption and keep money local. You could also look at it as uh, the next generation of Craigslist. And so if you like the podcast and you kind of trust me, I would love if you check out the app and download it. If I become rich, we could just keep making fight content all the time. So uh, give it a look. Renta, that's R-E-N-T-A-H.com. You know what's weird? Logan Paul gets the better fights, but I'm not nearly as interested. Why is this? Like Logan Paul fought Mayweather and I wasn't that interested. Did I watch it? Yes, but I wasn't that interested. And he's fighting Tyson and I find myself still looking into Jake Paul and not Logan Paul. So I don't know why, but I I do. I'm not nearly as interested. I think it's two reasons. One he doesn't play the bad guy. He's not hateable. He's not hateable. Like that, that's Jake, like yeah. the big one. Is like he's not trying to antagonize anyone. He's just trying to be like appreciative that he's there. Right. right? So he's like, he's already a good guy. So you're like, oh, fuck. And then the second one, so I don't think he's as good as Jake. How is he getting these fights, though? He's the one he's fighting actual people. I know, yeah. but he's still clearly, popular. See, that's the weird thing. So I guess we're assuming that Jake is the better fighter or the more dangerous fighter. But Logan's the one who's fighting possibly the two greatest fighters of all time back to back. No so one has fought either. both Tyson and Mayweather. I don't care how that's old crazy. They are. The that's only insane. one. Like- that's insane. <laughs> so we're so focused on his idiot brother that's beating up basketball players and washed up UFC guys. And this guy's out there fighting Floyd Mayweather and Tyson. Yeah. Granted, they're more of like exhibition style things mm-hmm. and whatever. But how come nobody talks about him? That's a good point. Yeah, it is I a good know. point. He was also the better wrestler of the two. So if either one were to get an MMA, Logan would probably be better. Now, do we think boxing match like Jake wins that hands down? Like Jake versus Logan? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I want to say he wins. I, I would pick Jake. So another question is, why does Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather, why do they sign on to fight Logan when Jake is obviously the bigger draw? How come how no, come he's getting the, that type of fight? I don't know if he's the bigger draw per se, but he's definitely the better fight. If you're just an average person, you know who Jake Paul is. I don't know if you know so much about Logan Paul. I'm not in that world. I don't know anything about him. I think the so, people that like the Paul brothers like Logan. Okay. So it was... It was thought that Floyd made a hundred million dollars fighting Logan Paul. A hundred million dollars. I guarantee Tyson's making tens of millions of dollars. So yeah, but that's not the big money. That's not all Paul. That's also Floyd. Yeah, no, yeah, it's exactly. But but the Pauls bring so many eyes. They've been doing content for like 10, 12 years from Vine to YouTube, whatnot. Yeah. Like oh, those God, people I will wish pay I everything. knew what content was. I wish I could just do content. I don't think there's this 10 people in the world that cares what I talk about. I know, you're, but you guys like they're influencers. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. My God, what a life. <laughs> like literally make YouTube videos and they're set for life. It's insane. I know. Uh, Working is for suckers. Oh God. Oh, well, what could you do? It is interesting though. I did. I, I'm, I'm like, these two people are the most popular people in, in the whole fighting world right now. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, they're Disney YouTubers. 
it's it, it really is insane how they took over the whole fight game. It's insane. Yeah. And you know what? How could you say anything bad? This kid, Logan Paul, could literally walk around and say, I don't know. I'm going to fight Floyd Mayweather. I'm going to fight Mike Tyson. Who else could say that? Nobody yeah. could say that. That's insane. It is insane. It's insane. Nothing, nothing matters. Nothing means anything. anymore. Anything goes. Yeah. You got to respect it. Yeah. Well, this was fun, boys. Yeah, it was fun, man. It's great having you on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, boys. Well, this is fun. Yeah, Noop, Excellent. I'll be with you uh, bright and early. We got some work to do. Oh, we'll some breakfast. Yeah, we'll have some yeah, guys, breakfast to roll. We're, we're not uh, influencers yet, so feel free to support our startups. Yeah. Richie Sport, Renting Incorporated, and maybe mm-hmm. tell people to listen to this show so uh, I could start affording to buy the pay-per-views instead of just... No. <laughs> I'm proud of all you guys. You guys are doing big things. Working man's a sucker. Nice. nice. <laughs> all right, boys. I love you. I'll catch you later. All right. Later, Thanks. guys. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.